COVID-19, what is the Lord doing and saying? I'm quite aware right now that there are a lot of people prophesying about what the Lord is doing and saying regarding this pandemic. Uh, I know that there is a lot of talk amongst Christians and a lot of debate. Uh, And so I thought I would record this uh, brief note to help people discern and navigate through this time and give you my own sense of what the Lord is doing and saying uh, during this COVID-19 crisis that we're in right now. I want to begin with some warnings. Beware those prophesying fear and anxiety. There's a lot of people saying things that are promoting fear and anxiety. If you feel something somebody's saying and it causes anxiety to rise up within you or fear, then it's probably not the Lord. Beware those prophesying peace and safety. Uh, This is a a genuine crisis uh, and God is at work in this situation. Beware those prophesying political opinions and agendas. Uh, A lot of the things that I've been hearing uh, are things that people have been saying uh, six months, a year ago, and it's like a rehash of those political opinions or or certain agendas. Uh, And if they're saying that in the name of the Lord, just don't believe it. Beware those prophesying what turns out to be fake news or false information. Uh, There's a lot of people speaking things like it's coming from the Lord, which is just fake news uh, or really bad information. Uh, And I would encourage you to take note of these people and do not trust them any longer. Uh, Beware those prophesying that God sent this pandemic. Uh, God did not send this. It is not punishment for some unrelated societal sin. Although, as we'll see in a few minutes, uh, it did emerge because of human sin. I have another encouragement as well. Take note of those places in the world where the virus does not appear, or it has minimal impact, or it is short-lived. I think this will give you an important insight for the future a glimpse of something vital concerning what God is doing and what God will do as we go more and more toward the end times. So take note of those places. So what is God doing and saying in this season? First, I believe that God is exposing wrong views of church, quote-unquote, especially among very successful churches. I think God is showing uh, unhealthy attitudes about church, uh, unhealthy or unbiblical uh, conceptions of what church is, what church does. Uh, And so pay careful attention to all the things being said and the attitudes uh, and the words that that are coming out. You know, for instance, I I hear people talk about doing church online uh, when they mean actually streaming a live worship service. Um, So look out for those things. God is calling the church to a radical reorientation toward communities, toward faithfulness, and toward the value of good works in those communities. God is looking for a new generation of leaders, 
uh, pastors, if you will, who will build people and churches not seeking to build platforms and ministries. Secondly, God is purifying the church. I think many people will fall away in this season, but many, many more will awaken in their faith, and their faith will suddenly become very, very strong and very dynamic. Uh, We as Christians must take the lead in repenting of our selfishness, materialism, and greed. We must turn away from our friendship with the world in this season. According to James, he says, You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. This is James 4.4. And I think we need to take great care in our hearts and minds to allow God to expose the areas in which we as Christians and as the church have made friends with the world uh, in a sinful way. Now, I'm not talking about making friends with non-Christian people. That's a completely different issue. Uh, And if you want to understand that more, uh, just do some more study of James 4.4. Third, God is exposing human sinfulness, bringing us face to face with its consequences. God is showing humanity how bad human sin really is and how destructive it really is. Uh, He's giving us a very visual uh, sense of this. Uh, We are going to see examples of real human evil that will shatter notions of the basic goodness or the basic altruism of people on their own. Uh, We need to understand this virus has emerged and spread because of human sin. The virus is also an example of how contagious human sin actually is. And in this season, God uh, is calling people to genuine repentance where we recognize sin, we confess sin, we renounce sin, and we replace sin with godliness. I want to state very clearly, God is not the one who sent this virus on humanity. Neither did the devil send this virus on humanity. This virus has emerged 100% out of human sinfulness. Now, I'm not saying that everybody who got sick with COVID-19 or who will get sick with COVID-19 is getting sick because of their sin. That's a completely different issue here, and we must really take a strong stance against that perspective. But this virus emerged because human beings are sinful, and they were doing things that they knew they should not do yet they continue to do them anyway. The next thing that God is doing here, God is exposing the sinful foundations of the global economy, including the illusion of wealth in terms of equities and current means of valuations. God is shaking our economic foundations in this hour. God is calling people to seek that which is true wealth, the true riches, and then use those to enrich others. 
As Jesus said, one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money or mammon. This is from Luke chapter 16, verses 10 to 13. So God is showing us that our economy has not been built on righteousness. And God is challenging us and giving us an opportunity as human beings in our societies around the world to create a new economic reality that emerges from more righteous perceptions of riches, wealth, um, and so on. Another thing that God is doing in this season, God is exposing human weakness and frailty. He is challenging our pride and self-sufficiency, not only as individuals, but even as cities and nations. God is showing us how much human beings need one another and, above all, how much we really need God. He is showing us our limitations. He is showing us our weaknesses. He is showing us um, the challenges that we face And these challenges are those that cannot be met by simple human ingenuity. Next, God is showing us that we have chosen the wrong heroes, quote-unquote, as people. That the real heroes are people like the frontline NHS health workers and the ordinary people doing genuinely good, genuinely altruistic works in their communities, seeking to help other people, seeking to provide for those in need. And this is happening around the world. And these things are revealing how we as human beings are all created in the image of God. No matter our faith commitments, we all are created in the image of God. And these things that people are doing, they're not signs that uh, other religions are true, Uh, but they are signs that the God that we worship as Christians is the one true living God and are showing us how he has created and designed human beings. Uh, And so God is calling us to reorient our perceptions on different kinds of quote-unquote influencers. Now, the influencers that were prominent before the coronavirus pandemic will not necessarily be the influencers that are prominent after the pandemic is over. And certainly, many of them should not continue to be influencers. And we're going to see this in a number of different ways. Uh, God is at work. Even though God did not send this crisis, even though God is not using this crisis to punish humanity, Our God is sovereign so that he can take even things that emerge from human sinfulness and shape them and use them in a way to bless 
our world. And please understand, that is God's intention for us. God's intention in the world right now, no matter where you are, no matter uh, who is listening to this, God's intention is to bless humanity, uh, in particular to bless humanity with repentance, to bless humanity with a revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, who was crucified, who rose from the dead, as the real hope, the real solution, the real antidote for human sinfulness. It's only through Jesus Christ that we can unite and see this world changed and transformed uh, with the glory of God. And so God's intention in this season is to expose that which has been wrong, even in the church, to expose that which has been sinful or even unhealthy and begin to replace it with things that are good and healthy and will carry God's blessing. And so we need to understand this. God didn't send the virus. He didn't send the pandemic. But at the same time, God in his sovereignty will use it to bring forth a blessing even though right now uh, it certainly doesn't feel like a blessing. And now I'm not saying in this either that the coronavirus is a blessing. It's not. It's a curse of our sinfulness. And we need to understand that it is a curse of our sinfulness as human beings. But thanks be to God, Jesus bore the curse on the cross for us. Now, a number of people have wondered how long this will last. Uh, I am not going to presume to put specific time frames on this. In fact, when I look over my life and, and, and the prophetic words I've given in the past, I can see a consistent failure on my part to prophesy time. Uh, and so I'm not even going to try to do that. But I will give you a sense that I have in my gut. Uh, this is not necessarily something that God has spoken to me clearly uh, but it is a strong sense that I've had now uh, for uh, at least a couple of weeks. My sense is the current pandemic crisis measures will go on longer than many people anticipate right now. It's going to last longer than people think it will last. It won't be just a week or two. It's going to be a longer period of time. Uh, I'm not sure what that will be. I don't know if it'll be three months or six months but it is going to take longer than we think uh, for it to end. However, I think the pandemic itself will end suddenly, uh, almost shockingly so. I think there'll be a moment when it's almost like we wake up and say, whoa, where, where's the pandemic? Where's the virus? It, it's gone. Uh, it's, it's like it will vanish. Uh, and I think that that will happen quickly. I'm not saying it will vanish, but it will feel like that. All of a sudden it's vanished. However, we need to understand as Christians, the effects of this pandemic crisis will reverberate for many years. This is something that's going to take a decade, maybe two decades to work itself out uh, in the world, uh, in our humanity. Uh, for a past example, you could take World War II, even though World War II was over about 1945, uh, it really was another 15, 20 years after that before the world began to stabilize in a new way. Uh, so we need to expect that uh, and plan accordingly and ask God 
what we need to change, what we need to do differently, what we need to remove out of our lives so that we can thrive uh, into the future. And I believe that that's God's purpose for us, especially as Christians. God wants us to thrive. God wants his kingdom to advance. God wants his church to grow and be fruitful and multiply. And, and I think that that is going to have, that that's going to happen. Uh, we will also see some significant societal and global shifts during this time. We'll see a shift in the economy, uh, in global economics. Uh, we are going to see a, a shift in global identity. Um, we are going to see um, a, a shift in our relationships and our sense of community. Uh, there's a, a number of significant shifts that are going to come out of this. Uh, I also believe that China, the United States, and the United and the European Union will experience a humbling, uh, and this humbling will benefit the rest of the world. Um, I have a picture in my mind. It's very difficult for me to relate or describe, uh, but. Uh, I think that this is actually going to flatten the world somewhat, uh, whereas you had great disparity amongst nations um, and great differences amongst nations. I think there's going to be a flattening that happens, um, and China, the U.S., the EU won't have as significant an influence as they've had in the past, and smaller nations will start to have an even greater influence. In terms of the EU, I think we're going to see some of the nations that have been on the periphery of the EU to exercise a greater influence, an increasingly greater influence in the overall life of the European Union. Uh, So I think these things are going to happen. In the United Kingdom, I think uh, my sense is that we will experience a new sense of national unity not unlike that which we experienced during World War II. Uh, I think we are going to see politics become uh, much more civil uh, and much more unifying uh, rather than the divisive nature of politics uh, that we've seen really for the last 10 years. Uh, And I think uh, not only will God deal with divisiveness in politics, but I also think that the nation is going to start to punish divisive politicians by removing them from office and doing so very, very quickly. Um, so these are some of the things that I have, have a sense of. I'm not saying that the Lord is saying this, but these are things that, that have been in my gut, in my spirit. Uh, so I thought I would share these with you. So I, I want to emphasize, we will get through this pandemic and its associated crises. We will certainly do that. Our goal in this time should be for us to learn all that God has for us to learn, uh, not only as Christians, but also as a nation and as a world. And I think as well, for those who have an ear to hear, for those who really will pay attention and listen, I think God is is teaching the church some things that will be vital for her to thrive from now until the end times. 
And so we really need to pay attention to what God is saying and not assume that God is simply validating the thoughts and the ideas that we've had in the past. Uh, I certainly think that we will see an end uh, to God's tolerance of unhealthy, distorted views of the church as the bride of Christ. Uh, And I think, uh, as the scriptures say, uh, God is determined, Jesus is determined to have a pure and spotless bride. And I think this is part of the process leading up to the end times that Jesus will start to purify and cleanse his bride. But understand, this is not the end times. This is not the end, uh, but it is a fresh beginning for us who are the people of God. I hope these things are helpful to you. Uh, Please feel free to share this recording with others um, as as they need. Uh, My name is Rod Woods. I'm the minister of City Temple in London. Uh, The views of this are my own uh, and not those of City Temple. God bless you. Keep well and keep safe.